Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Empowerment Place. This is your host, Valerie Burrell. Um, welcome to Coach's Keys. This week, we are excited to have with us as our guest, um, special guest, because not only is he a phenomenal coach, but he's my nephew, uh, Chris Williams, who is a JV basketball coach at West Point High School in West Point, Virginia. Chris, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, I'll tell you all a little bit about Chris in just a moment. Um, our scripture for the day is Philippians 4, 6, in the King James Version. It reads this way, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Again, that's our scripture for the day, Philippians 4, 6. Let your petitions be known. Let God know what's on your heart and on your mind, and then trust him with it. Uh, Chris is a uh, a graduate of West Point High School. He started his coaching career there um, as a baseball coach, and then he was able to move over to basketball, which is his first love. Uh, Chris is currently in the process of completing a degree, and after that, his aspiration is to one day be a talent scout for either uh, college or professional level. Um, and so, again, we're grateful. Chris, um, you talk about basketball being uh, a love of yours. I know that there are a lot of coaches who coach the sport uh, because vicariously, um, it's vicarious that they desire to do something in coaching that they weren't able to do as players or they want to see something happen through their children that they didn't do. Um, what is it that drew you to coaching basketball? And especially back home um, where you where you played, you played, you were on that same field, that same court rather. Um, share with the listening audience a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, the reason I wanted to get into coaching, I've, like I said, like you said, my first love was always basketball, and once I stopped playing, it it kind of left. It felt like it left like a void of something that I couldn't do anymore, and I couldn't fill that void until I got a phone call one day and I was asked, "Would I like to help coaching a parks and rec team here in West Point?" Um, and of course I said yes, and I did that for a year, and then after that I was like, oh my, I, this is something I truly enjoy, and I loved being around the kids that that of that age. Like it felt like I was giving back to some of the kids that went that went to the same high school that I did. Um, and after that first year, I was already doing baseball, and then. I moved over to basketball that very next year, and I've loved for the last six years. I've not only have I improved as a coach, I feel like I've been able to help some of the kids that I have coached 
along the way have helped them get better and everything that they've been going through school wise, personal wise and everything like that. That's, that's a, that's a, that's one of the big things I, I like to do. I like to just make sure they know that once they come into the gym, it, we're always going to be there to listen to them no matter what's going on. If whether it's school related, home related, life related, anything, I just want to be able to help them in any way that I can. Uh, that's that's important. Um, a lot. I don't. I don't know if people really understand the pressures that come along with being an athlete. I mean, I know for me, many years ago when I played sports um, at West Point High School as well, there was the pressure from the coach, pressure from your team, pressure from parents. Um, and then pressure from yourself because, of course, you want to do your best, but when you have the sport, you have life, you have your education, um, it does weigh heavily. And now with so much attention being put on athletes at a younger age, I have to imagine that the weight of the pressures of life are, are a lot heavier. And so it takes a special person to coach them. It, you know, I see a lot of coaches who are about to win, and if you don't win, it's a fail. Well, just because you lose doesn't mean you fail um, because right. everything is a learning process. And if you are going to coach them, that's my hope and our prayer is that you are instilling in them the idea that they have to have integrity, that they have to have character, that they have to know the game, but it's not that you're, like, I guess the thing that I think about, Chris, you know, for the players that you have now, and, and you know, I want to celebrate Chris right now. Um, Chris, what's your what's your record this season? Uh, right now we are 11-0. and 11-0. and 0. Y'all hear that? They are 11-0. and 0. I don't know too many coaches that can say they're undefeated at this stage of the game um, in this season. So we do celebrate you. Um, you Thank know, you. you say you've grown as a coach and, and players. Uh, with that being the case, though, if you look at uh, the relationship and your interaction with your players at this level of 11-0, and 0, is it any different this year than it was your first year? Um, interaction-wise, no, with them. Um, I feel like it's come easier. Like, at this point of the year, I feel like I don't have to go back and explain other things that I've had that I would have to explain earlier in my coaching career. I feel like I've gotten better at getting my point across. That way, at this point of the season, I don't have to go back. I don't have to keep reverting to things that we've done earlier. I can move on and put – install new sets and um, put in new stuff like that uh, with the new group. Uh, but they all listen. They're all engaged in everything that they do. And I feel like that's a product of them actually having belief in me that I'm not, I'm not going to steer them wrong. I'm going to tell them exactly what it is and what needs to be done. And they have so far done everything I've asked of them. That that's important as well. That that's a great point because 
when players don't trust their coach, they don't perform. <laughs> they right. they just don't perform. When when there are times when, um, you know, as character coach for Bluefield College and my husband for Bluefield State, um, we watch interactions with coaches and players and players with each other and, um, you know, the mumble and grumble when you come off the court, you know, and the the back talk to the to the coach and all those other things. And a lot of times that happens because they're not confident that they're being heard. Um, you know, it's just a lot of different things that, that come up with that. So if you're getting engagement from your players, even at this level where they're saying, okay, coach, all right, coach, what you need me to do, coach, and you can give them some corrective criticism and they can accept it and move forward. Um, it does, in fact, speak to uh, you as coach and, and instilling in them um, the mindset that I'm here for you uh, versus I just want to win out of you. Uh, so that's important. As a player for you at West Point High School, um, were there any particular coaches that made an impact in your life that made you consider being a coach one day yourself? Uh, yes, actually. Um, throughout my entire playing career at West Point, there was two people who really stood out to me that had helped me want to get like further my career, what I was doing. And that one of those persons was my basketball coach, uh, Ed Sherrod. And he was probably he's one of the, he was one of those coaches that was like really hard nosed. Like he knew what he wanted, when like when he wanted it how he wanted it done. And I really respected that as a player because before that, it was kind of lackadaisical going through practice and whatnot. But once I started playing for him, everything was structured. Everything was timed out exactly how he wanted it to be done. And that just made a huge difference. That's how I wanted to be like as a coach. So that I've taken a lot of things that he's taught me of, all those years back and try to imply it to what I'm doing now. Um, the second person who uh, actually wanted to talk, like actually got me into coaching would be my mother. Um, because I first, like when I came home from the military, I actually, my brother was still in high school and I, uh, I was at one of his basketball games and one of the um, baseball coaches actually talked to me and he asked me because he had coached me in baseball as well. And he asked me if I wanted to, help out, and I, I said yes, and that, that was my first experience coaching at West Point for the actual school. I got to know some of the kids, even though I knew I had already known some of them. I got to know mm-hmm. some of the other kids that were coming up, <clears throat> and then, like, I talked to my mom about it, and she told me, she was like, well, if this is something that you really enjoy doing, I want you to go at it full, full bore and go do it. And since then, I've, this is what I've been doing, coaching basketball and baseball. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, having the support of family um, is priceless um, in whatever you're endeavoring to do. Um, having that support, yeah, it, there's nothing like it to There's nothing um, like having the support of family. Yeah, um, when people can see 
see see you operating in what you've been called to do. And and I think people need to understand also, we talk about it a lot in the ministry that people think that they can only serve God in church, but right. it's bigger than church, it's the kingdom. And many of us have marketplace assignments and yours just happens to be in the sphere of education where you are educating young men um, about life, but also about the need to grow um, as a whole as they play sports. Um, with your walk, how how do you maintain? I know I read that scripture from Philippians. Um, it, it said, "In all things, in all things, with with uh, I don't want to I don't want to paraphrase this morning." Uh, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Um, have there been times in this journey, Chris, that you've had to say, God, man, I need you to help me because I'm really not sure what's going on right now. Uh, yes. Uh, the My first couple <laughs> years, the first couple years I did this, I was, it was, I, I had just started. I was just, I kind of went, Right in the head coach, I never, I was never an assistant for the school. I went straight into uh-huh. head coach, and I, I don't think I was prepared mentally for all the work that I, that had to be done. So those first right. couple of years, I would like after practice, maybe after games, I'd go home, and I'm just like, okay, maybe this isn't what I want. Maybe this isn't what I need to be doing. Maybe this, maybe there's something else that I need to be doing. So, I I would pray, I would talk to anyone who would listen, and that one person who listened was God all the time. Um, yeah. And he, I stuck with it, and six years later, I'm still here doing the one thing that I've really grown to love to do. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Chris, with you being a coach for JV players, um. <clears throat> I, I, having an excellent team, uh, a skilled team, what are some of the things that you are sharing with those young men um, that are aspiring to, you know, play varsity, play college, or even if they have um, aspirations beyond that, what are some of the things that you're sharing with them, instilling in them now that they'll be able to carry on in their career? Um. Well, I've told them. They all know. I've I've told every single kid that I've coached. Um, if they want to play at the collegiate level, their work that they put in now will translate all the way through their career. Whether they're, it's not. I've the way we like to put it is that once the season ends, that's when the real work begins. Like you can't. Mm-hmm. Stop playing and then not pick up a basketball for a year and then try to come back and be the same right. player that you were. So that's it's going to be hard for it's kind of hard for some of them to understand that like it's it's a if you were, if this is what you want to do like collegiate level this is something that that they mm-hmm. do year almost year round. Yeah, like it's always absolutely. workouts. 
workouts, just workouts almost every three, maybe three times a week, working out, shooting, anything that you would have to do to be able to play. Um, yeah. And also, like, it's – I don't know if they are – a lot of them realize it, but if they were – if they're trying to get recruited, I don't think they understand how much of their academics and everything outside of basketball that they look at as yeah. college recruiters to try to get them to come to that school. But they, like, so we tell them, like, they look at everything, not just what you do on the court, what you do in the classroom, what you do outside of school, basketball, everything. They look at everything. So I want them to stay focused on everything that they need to be doing to help them get to that next level. That's good. Um, you've been coaching for six years. Um, yes, ma'am. What, what's, what's a key that you would give to a coach who is just out the gate aspiring to get to the place where you are with maybe um, 11 um, what What's a key that you could give to a coach who desires this the same way that you did and maybe feeling down today? What would you say to them to encourage them on this journey? Every, every game, every practice is a learning experience, every single one, whether you win, lose, Anything, it's a learning experience because in a loss, you learn more about, like, the things that you could have done better. And wins, you learn more about yourself, how you handle the win with your team. Um, just if, you, if you're having a hard time, just stay with it. It'll, it's, if you uh, learn from the coaches that you have around you, um, that have been maybe have been doing it longer. Just learn from them. Pick up on things that they have done, and put your own twist on it. And then from there, just put your imprint on the game the way somebody put it on you. Just go through your practices and just have faith in yourself. That was one thing I had a problem with when I first started. I had, like I said, I had just started out. I didn't have very much faith in myself that I was going to be able to do it. But once I kept doing it, like going through all seasons and I started doing all the little things better, I've been able to become a better coach. That's awesome. Um, Benny is on the line. Um, Benny, if you have questions, certainly press 1, and I'll bring you live um, if you want to have a question to Chris in the closing moments. Good morning, honey. Good morning. Sorry, I'm morning. a little bit late this morning, but um, I've been listening. And, uh, Coach, y'all have covered uh, – I had some questions uh, while I was listening, but y'all covered all those questions. But one of the things I wanted to say was that uh, – and, uh, uh, you know, it was covered. Uh, about the family support, you know, I, I remember, and I know that uh, it was just a short season in the uh, West Point Parks and Rec that I actually uh, had you on my team. I I knew yes, more sir. about you than you knew about me. I I, I knew yes, your uh, <laughs> I knew your aunt, but anyway, uh, one of the things you said uh, about one of those coaches. Now, 
tell the listeners a little bit about what you know about Ed Sherrod. Uh What level did he play at? Uh, uh, he played. I know for a fact he played at VCU. Um, I don't remember off the top if he played, went and played. I think he played overseas for a little bit, but I do know for a fact that he played at uh at VCU. He actually held some assist records at VCU before. Um, while, during his playing days. And, and so, so you 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 learned from someone who had played at a a, a different level, uh, but he yes. was also a great coach. Uh, I'm trying to think that I remember his license plate. Uh, you know, I was coaching back then, and I, uh, I do yeah. remember. Him. Um, and um, but in in any event, I, I just when you mentioned that, I, I thought about Coach Sherrod and the work that he did, even in the Richmond uh, community, uh, mm-hmm. and then coming down to West Point to take a job. But uh, just an awesome man, uh, and uh, I believe uh, Isaiah was uh, on his tag. But uh, as I as I recall, so yep. But also, uh, also uh, he was a. Uh, I believe he played for the Knicks. Uh, I think he may day. have played for it. Yeah, maybe for a short time. Yeah. So when you mention his name, you know, a great, a great coach, a great player, uh, who you uh, can sort of say, hey, I got, to, I got to play for this guy. I learned some things yeah. from this guy. So let your players if, 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 go back and look at his history, and uh, let your players know that you coach, you play to play with a guy that, you know. Showed you some stuff, and, and I guess that's why you're 11 and 0 right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah. great, great, great stuff, great stuff. Uh, again, I remember uh, you being on one of my teams, and uh, uh, I would have had uh, taken 10 players just like you any time, any day. Uh, I appreciate that. But, so, and we've coached against each other before, and uh, so I've, I've seen you transition from the youth league, uh, all the way to, like you say, coaching now and uh, being a winning coach in West Point. So uh, that's a that's a good mark uh, and uh, proud of you. Uh, I just wanted to come on and say that. Uh, and I, and I, I can recall the family support, especially your mom, uh, even from youth league when I was coaching, uh, all the way through your high school, that, that family support got to mean something. Uh, yep. So what would Never you say to parents? What would you say to those parents out there, especially high school parents that sometimes uh, stop coming to games because they don't have to drive their kids anymore? Uh, don't stop going to the games because the, I can like the kids. The kids notice it. They will notice if you're not there. Like, like my like when I played, my mother never missed a game. Never missed a game. She was at every single one of my games. Yeah, she was always there. Watching, cheering, no matter what. Um, but the only thing, maybe after the like, if we wanted to talk about the game afterwards, it wouldn't be right immediately once we leave the gym. She would give me time to come down off the adrenaline of the game and just relax for a little bit, and then go into a discussion about what's going on in the game, anything like that. So. That, if that's, that's, if you have a if you have a child that's playing, then give them some time to come down first before you try to either critique or 
tell them what they're doing wrong. Just let them come down so that way you're both level-headed and not just fresh off a win, loss, whatever. If you don't think they played well enough, come down off the off the game high and then have a conversation with, the, with your child while you go both calm. That's, that's, good that's stuff. great advice. Great advice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Again, I just thank you uh, for coming on, taking the opportunity. Uh, and uh, man, it's just uh, you. You want to make me get back in the coach? <laughs> I'm sure you can still do it, Mister. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, I, I appreciate Ask you coming <laughs> on again. Uh, it's this is this has just been uh, very very. Uh, some good, some good uh, advice out there. I uh, hope the coaches out there are listening, the players are listening, and uh, you, you covered a, a large uh, territory this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Well, listen, audience, thank you so much. We do have a caller on the line. If you have a question or a comment, certainly you can press one. We'll bring you live. Um, Chris, thank you. Thank you so much for your time this morning, uh, for sharing. Um, you're doing a great work. Your auntie is super proud of you. Please know that. Thank I you mean, very I'll much. be there. Thank you. But I'm super proud, super proud of all that you're accomplishing. And um, I'm happy to know about your aspirations of being a talent scout because now when I run into people, um, I can say, hey, have you looked at uh, the JV coach at West Point? <laughs> I can plug <laughs> you. I can plug you in. <laughs> I can plug you in. Um, That's awesome. I can Thank plug you. you in. <laughs> I can plug you in. Listen, thank you so much for being with us this morning um, for this week's session of Coach's Keys. Next week, uh, we will be back. Our guest for next week is Stuart Anderson. Uh, from Matthews, Virginia, Stewart actually played football uh, for Matthews, UVA, and uh, several NFL teams. He most noted for being on the Redskins uh, when they run a Super Bowl. So he will be our guest on next week. Uh, we invite you to join us. Again, we'll be on the air also on Sunday evening at 8 p.m., for another empowerment message. Uh, We put before you the scripture for the day, Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. We say God bless you to each coach, each player. We pray that you have a productive week. If you're facing trials and tribulation, put the word to work. Be careful for nothing, but let everything that you desire pray, present it to God with the right heart, with the right attitude, with character and integrity, fulfilling what it is that God desires. When you pray that prayer, believing that you receive what you'll ask, watch God work on your behalf. We say God bless you to each of you. Have a wonderful week and be empowered. Goodbye.